Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley on a Monday. Oh, it's gloomy. Been a little cold, remains cold. Maybe getting a reprieve here in a couple of days. Perhaps uh, kind of the rainy stuff may not go away much this week, but uh, will temperatures will warm Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I know you turned to me first for all your weather needs. Uh, appreciate uh, John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Appreciate the press box, what they do on a daily basis, 12 to noon to uh, – as they get ready and they deliver a nice size audience to the Matt Mosley show, beginning at three o'clock every day. Aaron, hello to you, sir. Uh, always, uh, always good to get a week going, and especially kind of excited about today because Aaron is frustrating a, a Baylor season as that was. It's been kind of fun to think about. What all these new offensive coaches, what they might be able to do, and Cap, the man they call Cap, Kapilovic, uh, the uh, the new O-line coach, will be stopping by the Mosley Show today around 5.30. We'll just, uh, we'll just end it. We'll go straight. To, we'll figure it out somehow, Aaron, but we'll, we'll just kind of end our evening with Coach Kapilovic. And um, and we'll have a big time doing that. And he was uh, he was with Larry Fedora as an O line coach for about eleven years. <clears throat> it's it's very interesting that you know obviously it didn't work out with Coach Fedora here, but um, Kapilovic, who was with uh, Larry Fedora, is uh, is going to jump in and work for Dave Veranda, and he seems very excited about it. Now, he was the associate head coach at Michigan State. Uh, in, in, in addition to being the run game coordinator, this, was a, this, this guy was Mel Tucker. He was his right-hand man. And then we all know what happened at Michigan State this year. Everything kind of came crashing down in the world of scandal. And uh, Mel got involved in something he shouldn't have. And the rest is history. So I think a really good O-line coach became available, and the Bears snapped. How will this work with uh, Spavitol? You know, how will all of this work? They got a new tight ends coach in uh, our man, uh, Jarrett. Jarrett Anderson will be coming in here. And then uh, shall we not forget Keenan Hall and Jake Spavitol. Now, this week... The Mosley Show will claim three of those new coaches. We'll spread it out throughout the week, and we'll get to get to know them, interview them, 
and uh, this will be a this will be a big time deal. All right, big time platform for them, and uh, we're very uh, fortunate to have them and excited about this week. So we'll have three of the coaches, and then we'll we'll catch up with Keenan Hall maybe next week because I love that hire. That's uh, that's big time recruiter, big time Southern Dallas County guy, and played. I believe he's South Oak Cliff, played at South Oak Cliff, got great ties to the area. So that'll be uh, that'll be great. Of course, we're uh, coming off a a major divisional weekend. I Aaron, I'm having trouble, and I've already voiced this, but you know, there's every once in a while a team breaks through, which is not really supposed to, and. And you just, and for me, it was like the Bengals a couple of years ago being in the Super Bowl. That was kind of weird. And it, it took some getting used to in the buildup to that game. The Detroit Lions in an N- NFC title game just feels wild and weird. And quite honestly, they, they, they're going to go play the, the, uh, the, the 49ers. It could have easily been the Packers. I mean, the Lions could have ended up hosting an NFC title game. Packers went toe-to-toe with the Niners. Now, Aaron, after that game, I put out there the Twitter, or during that game, the Packers, I said, I think this is making Jerry Jones feel better about what happened because the team that waxed him at home goes out there and fights and competes and had a chance to win late against the 49ers. Now, a lot of people, you know, oh, they came at me. How is that? How do you? And, again, I'm not saying everything Jerry does is logical. I'm just saying after many years of being around him, I kind of know how he thinks. And so the shock of just getting shellacked by the, the, the Packers, I think felt a little bit better to him that they went out and went toe-to-toe with the Niners. Aaron, Jordan Love is the real deal. But unfortunately, with with those three timeouts and plenty of time, I mean, it was like 55 seconds, they've got a first down. They've got a first down, at least two timeouts. They may have had all three still. I don't even think, I think they had one on the sideline to get that first down. So they got three timeouts. I don't know what he's doing there. And again, young quarterback, first-year starter, played great, made some great throws, had one tip ball interception, threw behind the guy. So it was a a bad throw, but, you know, whatever. They kind of overcame that. But, um, yeah, Aaron, that was bad. They had a chance. Now, of course, it should have been tied, but these kickers – Started, you know, golly, Aaron, you, you play a whole season, you you put all this together, and then you got a kicker who ruins it for you. Now, some people would say, well, don't put it in their hands, Matt. Go down there and score a touchdown. Well, I get that. I get that. But it's just killer. I mean, Anders, somebody, whatever his name is, Aaron, he's he misses a 41-yarder. I mean, is it are the elements rough? Eh, maybe. Not, not. I mean, it was rainy. 
It was rainy. But, I mean, these guys make kicks in tough weather. And then you're in Buffalo. Great call by Nance. And then, Aaron, I think I sent you all a call by Harlan. I don't know if you'd had a chance to listen to that. Harlan's call on Westwood One was great. Because everyone knows the history. Everyone knows what poor Scott Norwood did all those years ago. Um, Norwood. Is it Scott or Kevin Norwood, Aaron? Scott Norwood? I think it is. Um, but he make you know, he's in the Super Bowl against the Giants. Buffalo has a chance to win the Super Bowl. And he goes wide right from 47. It was a very, very famous call. I believe Al Michaels made that call. Nance was up to the moment. Nance was good. I mean, he had to wide right, and then he tied it into the Buffalo Bills and their history. I mean, again, Nance gets a little overly dramatic every once in a while, but he's good. He's good in big moments, and um, and, and, and that was a good call. Aaron, it just, it just stinks, doesn't it, to, to like – have these games that it could either go to OT or great games, and then the kickers end up blowing it. 41-yarder, 44-yarder in the world of NFL kicking, those really should be chip shots. All right, you're in Buffalo. It's very cold. It was not – there was no snow or anything like that. Maybe you give that guy a little grace for pushing that thing right. But, uh, Aaron, I, that's my only – I mean, I love the games. Had fun watching them all weekend. But hate hate to see it come down to, to kicking. I mean, we've seen it before in the postseason. Vanderjet in, I think, an AFC title game missed a huge one, I think, from 47 that I remember. We've seen it time and time again. Morton Anderson. We've even seen – what's that? Morton Anderson had missed all year. Oh, and missed yeah. a chippy that – Prevented the Vikings mm. from going to the field uh, mm. Super Bowl about mm. twenty years ago. Mm. Yeah, it's like I don't know, Aaron. It's funny. It's a good one to bring up, but I don't. Isn't it funny how like, I hate games ending because of that? And I guess it didn't really. You did have a chance there at the end of the game, but like I, I would. I've seen twice Favre just. Just make those back-breaking mistakes like an AFC title game or NFC title games. Saw one in 2007, and that's basically how his career with the ended with the Packers. Throws one across the middle, and it leads, and, and then uh, Giants, I think that was Corey Webster, Giants win that thing. In the, in the title game, and then he had another one with the Vikings. He's got a chance to take the Vikings to the Super Bowl circa, Aaron, what do you think, 2000? I was trying to remember. Did he go to the Jets and then the Vikings? I'm trying to think the order of that. That might have been like 2009. Oh, he's playing for the Vikings, and he throws one up against midfield. I think that would have been against the Saints. And, uh, oh, man, these things are unforgettable. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather see Favre lose a game like that than these guys miss these field goals. Uh, Aaron, are you like me? Does the Lions going just kind of, like, blow your mind? I just 
first of all, it's embarrassing for the Cowboys. And now, Aaron, it, it, whatever the thing is, like since 1996 or whatever, like the Cowboys and the Commanders are the only teams, you know, that haven't gone to a title game since 1996, I think is the mark, because obviously that was a 95 season, 96 Cowboys play in the NFC title game and then win the Super Bowl um, in that 95 season. Aaron, it's now the Commanders and the <laughs> Cowboys. Isn't that wild? And mm-hmm. and here go the Lions. And at this point, you know, it's just like, do you doubt them? I mean, did the Niners look that great? I mean, they, they stood up and played when they needed to, but did, were the Niners that much better than the Packers on that field the other day? I didn't see it. I mean, I thought the Packers were, well, I mean, the Packers on that day, I'm not saying the Niners aren't a better team, but the Packers were, were toe-to-toe most of the game. Aaron, I need to look at the lines, uh, you know, the the betting lines on these games, but I I got to think the Lions have a pretty decent chance out there, or maybe maybe the Niners, you know, this this almost losing got their attention. How, what's your early take on that? No, I think it'll be a close game. I think that Green Bay just proved that they what they did to Dallas wasn't a fluke. The fact that they were able to play the 49ers so close, and it just proved that they're both head and shoulders above the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, just weird because the Cowboys beat the Lions, what, three, four weeks ago. But, I I mean, it is a different game as the Cowboys show year after year when you you get – when you get there, you know, people play different and all that kind of stuff happened. Aaron, do we – did you – have you watched the court storm seen around the world? Yeah. Have you seen Caitlin? I mean, I'm glad she's okay, but I, the way that w- that story was presented, oh, my gosh, we've got to do something about court storms. Oh, my gosh. I kind of thought, oh, man. And I finally get around to watching it this morning. And, you know, I, I don't want such a great player to get hurt by by a fan. I mean, it's that you know, that would be ridiculous. But, Aaron, when I finally watched it, the the – the fan who they, who beat them Ohio State mm-hmm. the fans just running out on the court i mean fan had zero intent never saw caitlin well caitlin starts running that direction to get off the court which is fine but the more i watched it i i mean again i'm glad she's okay but i i don't i don't know that we need to have a national conversation about court storming based on that collision your thoughts, Aaron? I agree 100%. You... I'm glad okay. she's okay. okay. And yeah. when when it was first reported, I was like, oh, man, did somebody just form tackle her, you know? Or, or or honestly, the way it was worded in the first one, I saw did someone assault her, and then you see it, and you're like, it's unfortunate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. It wasn't the fan's fault. I mean, the fan was just literally making a beeline to the court. Never saw Caitlin. And I got buddies, Aaron, doing the whole blocker charge thing. Was it a block? You know, was the was the girl set that she ran into? 
Oh, man. The Bears did lose to the Longhorns. I I mean, um, the women survived against UCF. I never thought it'd be that close. Now, truth be told, I got to dig in and go watch that whole game. I, di- I dialed in to just kind of see what was going on. I, I was – Aaron, you know how sometimes you're, like, so mad about – something or frustrated that you're like, you, you need to like a break from sports for an hour or two. That happened yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I'm not, not, not joking either. Yeah. I, I just needed a break from hoops. I was okay jumping into watching NFL just cause it was a whole different animal, but I, I, I just, I didn't have much of a heart for watching anything after that Baylor scene bears, let another road win get away. They, I think at some point they're good enough that they got to start delivering those knockout punches earlier. They'll get like a five-point lead, and then they kind of, you know, and boy, Aaron, they and they were getting to the line. I don't want to paint this as like, well, the offense was horrible in the second half. I mean, they came out. They continued to hit threes. Both teams were unreal in the first half. Baylor down by one. Texas was nine for 11 from three. Bears played a lot better defense out there. Texas finally started missing shots. And, you know, just some weirdness there at the end. Um, you know, the, the Baylor hit it. Their, uh, the, you know, the Bears hit their free throws. That was better. Um, I Guys have to listen to Scott over there. Like, I, they, I don't think he wanted them to foul. I think he actually wanted them to play it out at one point. They're down one, and and they just take a foul. So, and, I mean, I, maybe he was okay with them fouling, but I promise you he wasn't okay fouling Acemas. What are you doing? you got to get it out of his hands. He's like 97%. Come on. I mean, they, they just have to – I mean, I don't know. I, Aaron, now I'm getting worked up just thinking back about it. It's it's Max Acemas. I mean, he'll miss threes. I mean, I don't mind every once in a while he'll take crazy threes. He'll make some of them. He'll miss some of them. But he's not going to miss a free throw. You can't foul him. And so then Jalen hits this gorgeous three to tie it. And then, Aaron, I, I have to admit, I was screaming, you know, timeout, timeout, timeout. Scott didn't take it. He questioned what what he would do the next time. I don't think it's an easy second guess. I don't think it's an awful thing not to take it because they've got to scramble and get the ball down to court. Now, what what happened, though, was they, they, they had a brilliant thing set up. Baylor tried to pressure the ball, which is what you should do. But instead of they thought they were going to throw it in, so basically... The guy, they threw it to their big man, and Aaron, it was like a hook and ladder. So instead of uh, who's who's that? Instead of Acemas getting the ball, um, Tyrese. So they throw it to their big man, Desue, and he shovels it to Hunter, to Tyrese Hunter, and then Aaron, it was like, it was like one of those bad movies, you know, like a, a bad horror movie or something you're just like no don't do that no and he and he goes screaming down the middle of the court and 
uh, our Langston's in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Langston tries to pick him up, but and Langston's a good defender. I mean, it's not really his fault, but he he was beat. He was beat, and the guy made a nice shot. Langston got back and tried to contest. Now, what needed to happen there? Well, of course, I think next time Scott will call timeout and uh, try to set up his defense. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, Scott said on his in the in the the post game I saw, he did question himself, and he said, you know, he's like hindsight. You know, I probably should have called timeout. Hindsight or whatever. I think he will next time, I, but I, again, I kind of understand why he let it play out. It just didn't go the right way. They they ran a really nice shot. They ran a nice play. I mean, you got to hand it to them. Now, Aaron, the wings, like if a guy's screaming down the – I mean, it's always stop ball, right? You, you're you okay if those dudes are going to go stand in the corner. Let them beat you from out there. You let them yeah. beat you from out there. Somebody's got to come help Langston. All right. Either Jacoby or Bridges have to leave their man and come help. And you say, well, Matt, wouldn't that give them a – well, the guy's got to dribble it. He's only got five seconds. <laughs> he had to dribble it the whole length of the court. I don't think he had time to stop, make a pass, and that guy hit a layup. Like he that he needed to, sh- but you needed to help Langston, and the guys didn't get it done. Now you know, these again, it's a great play. You know we've seen these things for years. Aaron, what was the guy's name for UCLA? You remember that time he dribbled it length of Jacquez, the court? I think. Huh? I think it was Jaquez. Oh no, no, you're thinking. I'm thinking way before that. Like Tyus Edney was this guy's name. You remember that point guard? And he oh, yeah. and he in in a in the tournament, and he dribbles it forever. I mean. That's a tough thing when you have a fast point guard, and and but you have to stop the ball. You cannot, or you have to at least try to form a wall and contest the shot. And again, you don't want to foul him, but they got Langston in a bad, bad spot. And I, I just do not blame Langston on that. Now, they got to figure out how to – you know, they went eight minutes without a field goal. Now, they hit some free throws during that time, but, Aaron, that, that's too good of an offense. Too good. They got too good of shooters. I mean, you got, like, on one hand, Ray J, I mean, made beautiful passes. I think he finished with eight assists. But this guy's an extremely talented scorer, and he ends up with two points. All right? None had a great game. Walter had a great game. Bridges had a great – I mean, like, they all were shooting the ball other than Ray J. Everybody was shooting the ball beautifully. Langston came in and had his usual double-digit deal. But I don't know what leads to all these droughts. Now, I've heard people on Twitter, and they say to me, Aaron, we don't have – we don't get enough scoring from the big man. I don't – I don't really want to put it there because the truth is both of them are great at what they do. They're rim runners. They 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 get on the offensive boards. Now, Aaron, they killed K-State on the offensive boards. I think I looked the other night against Texas, and this team should be tremendous at offensive rebounding because they got heart. They got great athleticism. They got everything you need to be great. Well, 
They got. I think they got out rebounded on on the offensive glass nine to eight, and that's got to continue. That needs to be a calling card for this team. All right, uh, we do need to get into the show. We've just come out firing with all sorts of opinions. Let's um, let's get let's get uh, into the um, the those title game, and then of course we've got NF, uh, the uh, NFL Blitz at three forty three forty five. Uh, and we'll hit a lot of NFL stuff for sure. But let's get back into some of the, the divisional playoff games we saw over the weekend. Let's do it next. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and men's basketball head coach Scott Crew. That's Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Did you know... Now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop some of those old injuries, they begin to creep up and things begin to start hurting again. I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can't just wake up and know my knee's going to be bothering me and push through this on a daily basis. Old football injuries can't keep former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter down. So he decided to check out the all-natural regenerative pain treatments at QC Kinetics. I was fortunate enough to obviously sit down with QC and kind of understand your body still has the ability to heal in it. We just need to give it a little bit of a boost. Exactly. QC Kinetics concentrates your body's own healing agents in your painful hips, shoulders, knees, or back. Everyone can say, well, you need to replace this or replace that, but it's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. QC Kinetics treatments take place the same day right in the office. No downtime. Call today for your complimentary consultation and see if you're a good candidate. 
Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, it is the Matt Mosley Show and we've got the NFL Blitz package coming up at about 340. Be ready for that. We'll start looking at some of that. Well, just some of I mean, it's just remarkable. Uh, some of the action we saw. Um, I kind of like how Baker Mayfield hung in there and fought. I mean, they didn't. It, it was not a that was not a gimme game. He stayed in there. I got. A th- I saw it get to 10-3, and I kind of thought, ah, they'll be fine. They'll move away. Boom, it's 10-10. It's 10-10. Then it was 17-all. I mean, it, that was impressive. Um, I. You got to feel good for Jared Goff. Goes to the Super Bowl with the Rams, and they basically just kind of threw him in. They were desperate to get Stafford. They were desperate to upgrade at quarterback. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, give you that quarterback. And they, they, were, they, were, they were ready to move on. And golf is, man, that city has embraced it. He's embraced the whole situation. And, man, he just, I, I, I like watching him kind of sling it in there. I mean, he's, he's a good guy to. He's a good guy to watch play and makes plays at Laporta is so good. Um, and I, I I just think, Aaron, one thing we were you and I have been talking about how Jerry takes like the wrong takeaways from these things, like, hey, the Pack hey, we shouldn't feel too bad. Packers Packers went out there and almost beat the Niners. I mean, you knew. You almost knew that's the stance he would take the other thing the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy again I don't have much hope for them changing but how do you not watch what all these teams did running the football I mean it it just you watched it over and over like the Packers Aaron they I mean the 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 Niners hadn't given up a hundred yard day to a running back in forever I mean it was like I, I forgot I forgot the amount of games, but it was like a, a crazy number. I mean, it went back for for 
I swear it was like 20 straight games or something crazy. Or 17, I don't know. They'd gone back a long way. And oh, Aaron, um, there he was. He ran for over 100 yards. Gibbs running for yardage. Um, I, I thought, you know, obviously the Bills, because their quarterback was running like crazy. And then Aaron... That guy was hurt the last time these two teams played. The Chiefs and the Bills, that's become, you know, the old Colts and Patriots. That's become a great rivalry in the NFL. In fact, it is the best rivalry. Now, my Bills may want to mix in a win here and there. They'll win like a regular season. <laughs> Boy, they don't, they don't do it in the postseason. They don't do it in the postseason against them. And Aaron... How much do you have? You got to admire, like, the, the guy doesn't even look like a running back to me. Maybe because he's wearing number 10. Looks like he should be lined up outside. I mean, Pacheco. Pacheco. He looks like a middle linebacker. Hey, I, I don't know, man. I, I For some reason, I see number 10, and I think, why is he back in the backfield? But my goodness. That, that, what a dude. And you're right, man. He'll he'll put his head down in there and bang it. I mean, he'll bang right through you. I mean, I I've we've seen him have good backs over the years, but I but lately it's just like, well, if he's going to do anything, he's going to have to throw it. No, no, they they hung in there, ran the ball well. I bet they ran the ball for I don't know. They probably average over the year about 90, 95 yards a game. I think they ran for, I don't know, 140, 150 yards, maybe more than that. Uh, Bills ran for more than that because their quarterback runs it like crazy. Aaron, he is great. And that throw like he made when he rolled left and he found – who was that over in the corner? Shakir. I do love that. I love Shakir. Golly, Shakir came back later and – Made a play late, even after he had to leave the game with whatever he had—a shoulder injury or something. He was not feeling well, and Shakiri hit Shakir on that sideline. That's a gorgeous throw. Don't know what he was doing late, and and Romo called it out. Romo called it out, and Romo was right. And again, it's easy to show those the the replays and go, "What about that guy?" But but I mean, hey, what about that guy, Aaron? Twice. He, he flings it down the field. Now, did he have a guy open in the end zone? Yeah, yeah. But he didn't even get it close. And, and Romo goes, yeah, and so-and-so hit him. No, he didn't. They showed the replay after Romo said that, Aaron. Romo said, I think he said, yeah, Jones hit him, and he couldn't step into the throw. No, he just, he just and again, I'm sure the wind and the weather played havoc. So, I mean, the guy's got a great arm. I, but I don't know. Both quarterbacks played pretty well. I think maybe you could make the argument Mahomes outplayed him. Yeah, he out. He at least outthrew him. All right, and I'm not even talking, just talking about yardage. I just thought he was. I thought Mahomes did what he needed to do. You know, I Aaron, I'll never for the life of me. How can you? How can the whole world? It's kind of like it's kind of like with Gronk in Tom those years ago. Like, how can the whole world know you're looking for a 35-year-old tight end and and then Travis 
end up that wide open. Like on a just runs up, flattens out a route, and and they don't cover him. They don't have anybody 10 yards of him. Like, how do you lose Travis Kelsey? That's... I mean, Aaron, who else they got running around out there? I like Rashi Rice, Kadarius. Was he even out there? No, I barely he missed noticed the game. him. Yeah. He missed the game. Okay. There's a reason I didn't notice him. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember him doing anything. So he's out. Rashi's out there running around doing what he can. I mean, they did have some dudes step up, 83, whoever 83 is. But they Kelsey is the weapon. Kelsey's the man. Now, which team has a – so I like Shakir. And then I also like – there's another player I liked in these games yesterday. Oh, why does – why does, how does Tampa always have a good number 10? Have you noticed that? It's not the same guy it used to be with Brady. They had somebody named Scotty something. He was a good little player. You know, number 10, Aaron. So you got the big, bad Mike Evans, but then they had that number 10. I, I want to say his name was Scotty. Scotty, I just can't remember. Um, but whoever they have now, they're number 10. Whoa, that's a speedy dude. That's a speedy little dude running around. So anyway, I, I was uh, transfixed. Yeah, Palmer. He's their, he, yeah, he's their, yeah. their slot receiver, their number three receiver besides – Evans yeah. and Godwin, obviously, and yeah, he's I, he really came on, especially last yeah. few games in the in the playoffs. I like Palmer, I really yeah I like that guy. That 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 that's what Aikman always talks about. Aaron is, and it's just interesting to hear him because you wouldn't think you you think these big you know guy like Aikman is going to be talking about the great wide. He always talks about the slot guy. Like the third receiver, he he always said like that was when like the Cowboys were at their best. Whether it was Kelvin, uh, whether it was oh Kelvin Martin, back in the day they had Kevin, uh, who's the guy from Miami, Kevin the speedster sort of Williams. guy, but Kevin Williams, but Martin, God, he was so good, he was so great at working the slot. And if and and again, not that he, I'm not saying he's better than Michael Irvin or even Harper. But but if you ever hear Aikman talk about it, he's like, that's like the huge, huge thing if a team has that third wide receiver. And quite honestly, like the Cowboys had this year, I guess, two really reliable wide receivers. I, I just don't think Gallup ever emerged as a great threat. Tolbert had his moments. They have some guy named Brooks that, that may be something in the future. Do you ever feel like Aaron the Cowboys really had a third wide receiver this year? Not really. I mean, okay, because I like Cook. Cook's got better and certainly had his moments. CD did have a great season, but I just don't. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't. Gallup just did not really seem to impress. All right, Aaron. Let's remember as we get into our NFL Blitz package to also talk about the other Kelsey. The uh, Travis's brother. Oh, I thought God. that was a good. I thought that was a good scene. Bluto up there in the box. <laughs> I mean, that's that was just funny. Can, Aaron, can you imagine how how cold was it in Buffalo? What did they say? F- probably fifteen or twenty. I forget what it with was. With the wind chill, about negative fifteen, probably. Yeah. You just and for anybody to be and again. I think that was kind of like a probably one of those suites 
that had a little bit of a a little heat. So maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't foot. But that they were they were exposed to the elements. All those people had coats on and all. I could not believe an NFL player of that caliber was up there shirtless in a suite. <laughs> what a what a funny deal that was. And the mom, the mom of the two players was up there. How I mean, can you imagine, Aaron? Like, it's a cool enough story to have this mom who watched her sons in a Super Bowl, and then and then months later, she ends up she's possibly going to have a daughter-in-law who's the most popular singer on earth. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, you know, I say most popular of the time, let's just say, of her generation. All right, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. We've just been rifling through this stuff. We do have Bryce Cherry. He's a man does not like these loud sounds at the arenas. We're going to talk to him about that and, uh, and about Baylor basketball at 4 o'clock. Next, though, it's our NFL Blitz Package. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help. With more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. You hear the NFL music. You know it's time for the NFL Blitz. Now, uh, Baylor does have a new O-line coach. He's highly regarded. He was the assistant head coach at Michigan State. And... um, uh, Coach uh, Kapilovic, Chris Kapilovic, will join us at 5.30 this uh, afternoon. So we're looking forward to uh, to that. And then got a couple more of the new coaches on with us this week. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. That's why you got to come here to hear all this, get to know all these new coaches. And uh, we, love, we love doing that. All right, uh, Aaron, you hear the music. And it was a huge weekend. Between all the games, the divisional playoff games have come and gone. And uh, we have the matchups, NFC and AFC. And, Aaron, I think if we were going to do a which team doesn't belong type deal, (laughs) it's pretty dang easy. Mm -hmm. Pretty dang easy over on the NFC side, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Detroit Lions definitely haven't been there in a while. 
as they get ready to take on the 49ers next weekend. The 49ers say it's 50-50 as to whether Debo Samuel will be able to play in Sunday's NFC Championship game. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Samuel suffered a left shoulder injury in the first half of the Niners' victory over the Packers on Saturday night. The star receiver didn't play in the second half, but told some members of the organization that he was, quote, okay, according to Schefter. Well, he had that look when he walked out of the tunnel the other night or out of the they had those cameras. I'm sure teams love that, Aaron, those cameras down right outside the locker room. They go test them or whatever. And, boy, he just rolled his eyes, just rolled his eyes. And, uh, and he, was, he was done. And, boy, he's such an enormous part of that team. Uh, but as long as you still have McCaffrey, um, you know, you, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. There's enough. There's enough. And he made a couple plays. There was one cut. I guess he ran for a touchdown, didn't he? A fairly long touchdown. It just the speed, the maneuvering. I mean, just one of the great all-around players in the NFL. But, boy, they they knew they were in a fight against those Packers. And it might have been different if Anders, whatever his name, wasn't goofing around out there <laughs> missing kicks. Aaron, I if I'm an NFL head coach – and, and my guy, like in a previous week, goes, and I, I'm trying to think. Oh, I think I'm describing the Buffalo kicker. Let's just say my kicker goes one for three in a, in a, in a game, in a, in a wild card playoff game. Like, I'm, I'm cha- I mean, I'm having tryouts. Like, I, especially he's a young kicker like that guy is, first or second year kicker. Like, I, I'm having every kicker in in town or across the country. Like, I, I'm not settling and saying, no, let's stick with this guy. I mean, unless you just don't have a better alternative. But, uh, boy, the kickers. Two of the two of the four games uh, had major kicking issues. And, um, and that, that, uh, that certainly played a role. The Lions have agreed to a contract with veteran tight end Zach Ertz, a source confirmed to ESPN. His addition comes after the Lions tight end, backup tight end Brock Wright sustained a forearm injury in Detroit's 31-23 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wright's injury left Sam Laporte as the only healthy tight end on the Lions roster, and Coach Dan Campbell said it, quote, didn't look good for Wright's availability for the championship game against the 49ers if they were to win that Campbell said that they expect him to be able to play in the Super Bowl if they made it. But not a bad backup plan to sign multiple-time All-Pro tight end Zach Ertz, even though he is kind of getting up there. Husband of Julie Ertz, who I believe uh, in the past has been on the U.S. women's national soccer team. All right, big-time athletic family there. Ertz... um, Nurts had a good long run. Probably not a bad thought. This Laporta, Aaron, we've talked about him, though. It's, Whoa. Man, he can flat out play, can't he? Yeah, and it's a, it just brings, it makes me think of the draft. You know, the Cowboys went need over, well, they say that they didn't on their board, but they took Mozzie mm-hmm. Smith instead of 
either Laporta or Kincaid, who they both had, who they had oh. as their top two tight ends on the board. And oh. we see what the result is. Schoonmaker, who they reached for in the second round, yeah. didn't hardly contribute. Now, part of that was how good Jake Ferguson was yeah. this year, but you know how much better would they have been with two kind of all-pro level tight ends? Yeah, the old schooner, he's got a ways to go. And uh would have been nice. Mozzie so far is, has underwhelmed. I mean, I, I don't know. As great as that Michigan program is, how do you get the one dud out of there? Be the Cowboys <laughs> second. <laughs> yeah, but that guy, that guy, you know, that was a while back. I mean, you'd think uh, now, now Harbaugh's got them, you know, where they're monsters. That guy was still back when Ohio State was beating them. This Mozzie came from the the monsters of the Big Ten. They had taken over. Boy, did you see who? Speaking of Big Ten, who did Ohio State bring in? The Bama safety, the top oh, available. Is that it? Okay, yeah, I almost yeah. said free agent, which it basically is. But yeah, yeah, he was the Downs, the Bama safety, yeah. Yeah, uh, is big time. by far the top rated player. Was by far the top rated player in the transfer portal and. Uh, They've apparently spent some... a lot on NIL this offseason. Oh, yeah. They did not like but Michigan there... winning. No, but there's there's some coach they brought in that just was like a head-scratcher to me. Oh, they brought in that... uh, Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. Oh, that's it, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Oh, man. There, I mean, there's certain people that are just always going to get hired. No matter what, no matter what they do. I mean, I mean, what, what, where was he this year? New England. I mean, Mac Jones was awful. Then they went to Bailey Zap, Zappy or something. I mean, let's not act like he had a good year there. And Ohio State's like, yes, let's go get him. You know, meanwhile, the man genius, the man genius, it's like he can never get hired. He got that one second chance. It didn't work. And nobody's ever hired him again. The man genius is like, Still on, hanging out on ESPN or somewhere, ESPNU. Like, I, I just happened to see Aaron the other day. I'm like, there's the man genius. I always, I just, for some reason, I have to call him man genius because he had that great appearance on uh, the uh, Sopranos. And Tony's like, sees him come in the restaurant. And he's like, hey, this man genius over there. <laughs> so. Some reason I every time I see Mangini, I think of the Sopranos, which just Aaron celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary. anniversary. Isn't that amazing? Oh, what a what a show. What a show. I mean I I love all these other shows, but man, when it comes to prestige television, with HBO with all these shows, like I'm watching uh oh the Jodie Foster version of True Detective right now, and I like it. I actually kinda like it. But, man, it's you can almost never top the Sopranos. All right, uh, Aaron, let's see. We have a big guest coming up. Did you have one more you wanted to hit real quick? Yeah, real quick. It looks like Nick Sirianni will be back as the Eagles head coach next year as they are set to interview former Commanders head coach Ron Rivera for their open defensive coordinator position. That's according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. All right, Rivera. <laughs> Another These one of those guys. They don't stay down for long, do they? No. Let's go get Ron. Ron flatlined it. The commanders, let's go get him. 
Aaron, what's sad is the Cowboys and Commanders are now the the two that have gone the longest without an NFC title game. And 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 I had that survey the other day, Aaron, from ESPN or Yahoo actually, Yahoo Sports. And they say that's the best of all these jobs. The Commanders is the best job opening of the seven. Now there's one I think's been filled. Didn't we get Antonio? I think we got Antonio. So it's the six that are left. Was it taking longer than usual, Aaron? Doesn't it seem like they usually fill these things pretty somewhat quickly? Maybe they want to hire these people that are still alive. You know, still their season's still alive. I don't know. I don't know. Aaron, are you watching True Detective or not? I watched the first two seasons. The second one was so disappointing okay. that I yeah. haven't watched any, but I've heard good things about this. Third, so third one was good. Watch. Yeah, second one with Vince Vaughn was awful. Right. Third one was good. Great actors. I like that Mar- Mahershala Mar- uh, Ali. I love him. Mahershala, I think is how you say that. And then uh, and this, this one, Jody is great, as you would imagine. She's awesome. And they're in Alaska. I like cold shows where they're just doing, they got a bunch of weird stuff happening out there on the in, in some kind of fictional town in us alaska i'd like to go to alaska I, I think i just like watching it on tv i take that back i'm not really sure i want to go but i i like it, it it i am mesmerized by it but i don't like i don't it's just too cold just doesn't seem like it would be like i like going to ski places but there's just a lot of warmth around there and and it's sunny on the slopes alaska seems bleak and dark but Simcox went and really seemed to like it. Went over there, you know, just toured all over Alaska. All right, um, Aaron, let's continue. Bryce Cherry, the sports editor of the highly decorated Waco Trib, is next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts, we would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. 
Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Bryce Cherry joining us now from the Waco Trib. Bryce has uh, recently taken a trip to Austin to the world-famous Moody Center. Man loves loves being at these games and, and uh, covering the Bears. Bryce, this, uh, welcome back to the show. I uh, That was a tough one the other day. Two back-to-back heartbreakers, kind of different reasons. I felt like they really should have won the K-State game. 
I think the other day you just hated to have a chance and not get it done. It it didn't yeah. to me. It didn't feel like they necessarily like outplayed them as much as they did. But they shot. Both teams shot really well. But boy, the Longhorns cooled off. I I Bryce. I just can't for the life of me figure out how. I get that these games get bogged down. The defense gets better. Things get compressed. But still, the droughts, and they did go to the line some, but still, to go eight or nine minutes, nearly nine minutes, well, they I, I guess they finally did because Bridges hit the big three. That ended about an eight-and-a-half-minute drought. I mean, it is wild, isn't it, when you have that many shot makers, and yet you you are susceptible, it seems, to these long droughts. Yeah, when I asked Scott about it after the game, uh, he talked about, you know, they did he, they did look at those offensive possessions where they got free throws out of the possession as positive possessions. I mean, you are getting points and or you know getting opportunities to score when you go to the foul line. But you're right. I mean, they they just uh, missed some bunnies inside. I mean, I think Eve had a, a shot that, of course what came, you know, just a blip after the shot clock expired uh, that would have, you know, would have been a good bucket. I mean, Langston missed one right around the, the basket. So, um, you know, it is kind of crazy because they they obviously were shooting the lights out from outside uh, most of the day. Um, and, and then, you know, you just come back to earth some. And, um, yeah, I agree with you that, Probably the K-State loss stings a little bit more just because you blow a, a six-point lead late in rec- regulation in that one. You blow like a five-point lead late in overtime in that one. You know, they, they didn't really execute the way they needed to at the end of the game. Um, the the Texas game, I felt I, I kind of almost blamed it on uh, them not getting the most important rebound of the game. But then, you know, Jalen does hit the three-pointer to tie it. To me, it just came down to it was a, a great back-and-forth game, and Texas got the ball last. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And dude just went down and made a play, made a great shot, kind of hung in the air. Uh, Tyrese Hunter and, and Langston Love, you know, made an attempt to block the shot, but Hunter just kind of hung there and, uh, made the shot, and, you know, Texas wins. I mean, it's life in the Big 12. Yeah. I I think Scott second-guessed himself, and I do think he'll handle that differently next time. He had the timeout. He decided not to call it. I, I think you don't call the timeout. Uh, sometimes coaches like to let their teams not let the defense set up, so they'll run it, right? And in that case, Scott could have banged the timeout, after the three, I'm sure his thinking is, well, they're going to be in a scramble mode. I don't want to give them a chance to set up. But, man, mm-hmm. they they executed brilliantly. And while Baylor was trying to guard the ball, they end up – they get the ball to uh, DeSue, and he – it's like a hook and ladder. He shovels it to Hunter, and that was a bad I, – I you know, the minute I saw him screaming down the middle of the court – and poor Langston was just in no man's land. I mean, you guys got a full head of steam. And I think in retrospect, what Scott would probably like is one of those wings because Texas's guys ran to the corners. Well, he didn't have time to drive it and kick 
I mean, mm-hmm. he he needed to go shoot the ball. So one of those guys needed to come off his man and try to help Langston stop the ball. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like the old adage. We've heard it for years. You've got to stop the basketball. And mm-hmm. that was a sinking feeling to watch a guy dribble all the way down the court and hit a layup to end the game. Like that, that it, it's it's not – we've seen it happen in sports. We see it happen in the NCAA tournament. I'd rather make them do what Bryce Drew did at one time, right? I mean, if they're going to beat you, make them beat you with with an outside shot or, or at least a contested shot. I guess that was somewhat contested, but, man, Langston was in a bad – he got – he. He was in. It really wasn't fair to him. He was. Just, he he got put in no man's land. In 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 my opinion. Yeah, it was. You're exactly right. It was a tough uh, position, and anyone that uh, has played basketball and uh, found themselves uh, in that situation where a guy is coming at you with a full head of steam, it's uh, it's a tough place to be. And uh, it, that, like you said, that's why you call out, "Stop ball! Stop ball!" You know, I mean. Uh, and sure, if if he'd have gotten a little help defense, that might have changed the shot. And uh, but you know, live and learn, and uh, that's kind of what these these games in the Big Twelve. I mean, they're all whether you win them or you lose them, and it seems like every one of them comes down to the last shot almost, or you know, certainly a possession or two. Um, you know, I think you got to take lessons out of all of them. I, I, everybody's the same in this conference is what it really feels like. Anybody can, I mean, Oklahoma State's not good. I mean, they almost beat Baylor. Baylor had to beat them in overtime, but they're not good. They're the worst team. But West Virginia, I thought West Virginia might end up being the worst team, and they got the worst overall record. But, I mean, they, they got it, they got it done against Kansas at home. Um, and um, we had a little court storming type deal. So it's like, I know we always say, well, it's the best conference, and, and I think it is. But there's not a super team. I Kansas does not – I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They could be a – you know, they'll be a two-seed or something like that. But they're not one of the great Kansas teams. They got Hunter Dickinson, and I like McCuller. And other than that, I don't know where they're scoring. That Marcus, what's his name, Adams, good player. But I they don't have a lot of scoring. Um so, although, did you see the halftime score of that game the other day? It was like 51 to 51. So, I guess they do have somebody scoring, but they got a point guard that can't score. I mean, that's, I, I again, I don't know. Maybe Houston will end up being the best team in the conference, but they already have two losses. So, I think that's probably what is eating at the crawl right now. It's it's certainly still early, but Baylor could be 5-0. and E and, and yeah. easily four and one at least, right? And so that has to be, I would think, sticking in the craw of these coaches right now. Yeah, and I also think you know uh, we've seen just sort of the ebb and flow of Baylor's season thus far, and I, I think they uh, they came together very quickly, uh, considering how uh, many newcomers they had on the team with seven new guys and. Um, you know, I think it sort of surprised everyone how they coalesced so, you know, so rapidly, um, you know, get some good wins early in the season, uh, really climb in the polls. And then, you know, you, you take it on the chin at Michigan, you know, basically a road game at Michigan, Michigan state, uh, you know, you lose a tough game to Duke 
Um, you know, and then when you get into Big 12 play, it's it's just a dogfight every night. And I think what you're seeing is that this team is still learning how to play together. I mean, you, you know, I mean, they uh, by by March, you would think that, uh, you know, they probably would have kind of figured it all out. You know, you got that old uh, cliche about, you know, a freshman isn't a freshman anymore by the time mm-hmm. you, know, you get to March. And. So, you know, Jacoby, Eve, you know, those guys are definitely learning. You know, this is this is all new to them. So um I, I think what you're what you sort of hit on with, you know, oh, there's not a great team. Well, I think there's a lot of really good teams and I just think that's college basketball. That's not just the big twelve. I mean, that's everybody's there's a lot of parity across the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see it every week in the poll, you know, a lot of times you've got a new number one every week because, uh, you know, two, three, four, five, six, trust me, as an AP voter, I see it because it's like, dude, that team lost. Okay. Let me go to the next guy that I had in my poll. Nope. They lost too. You know I mean? <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. you know, anybody can be beat. Maybe UConn and Purdue are on some kind of higher tier right now, but it's a weird season because Gonzaga, like, fell out of the pole for the first time, it seems like 25 years or something, and they're on the bubble uh, to get into the tournament. Texas could have been in serious trouble. That was a season-saving type win for them. One in four Mm. in this conference with their record, they would have fallen to, like, 11 and 6, 12 and 6. Um, I think they could have been in big trouble, uh, honestly, and, and so that was uh, – and, and there were years when Texas, Kansas and Baylor separated from everybody for however many of those years, 19, 20, 21. It's like they were just, they were just that mm-hmm. much better than everybody. But, yeah, right now everybody's kind of bunched in there, and Houston's, Houston is good, but, boy, they will rock fight you. Are you seeing some of those scores, like – Fifty-seven to forty-two, um, yeah. I, uh, over somebody the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, that, that had to be ugly to watch. Um, yeah, that, and, that's uh, with a shot clock. I mean, that's with a shot. Yes, clock. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and by the way, that shed for them is such a great point guard. I I still find it interesting. Cryer's been good for him, but the guy desperately wanted to. He wanted to transfer mm-hmm. to go play point guard. Or he thought they would let him play more point guard, and I just I never totally understand these reasons. Yeah. They've got a point guard. It's like Baylor has a point guard. Now, I could you could argue that it would be nice if they had more of like a backup point guard. Like they, mm. it's like they don't. They got a bunch of really good guards, but they only have one dude. That I mean, they, I don't know. We've gotten so used to Baylor having positionless basketball where they didn't really have a true point guard and they could all kind of do it that it's been interesting to go back to because for years they had great ones pierre cherry i mean you name it they had great point guards i don't know what i don't know what's gonna i mean i I hope ray j ends up being great but right now man he's a mystery he's a mystery in the big 12 because he does some amazing things and he does some, like, he has some horrible shooting night. He had a two for 15 recently, and he'll turn the ball over. He's had games where he turns the ball over way too much. So it's like, I think he's got great characteristics for a, to be a really good point guard. But I think we'd be, we wouldn't be telling the truth 
if we said he was looking like a great point guard this season? I mean, it's been a mixed bag. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that's an apt scouting report on Ray J. I mean, a uh, little up and down. Um, certainly will make some passes where you're, you're, you know, if you're a Baylor fan, you're probably ready to pull your hair out. But at the same time, uh, has the knack to make just some incredible plays. And, um, you know, his a, a variety of, you know, what I would say kind of Mark Jackson-esque, you know, post moves as a as a point guard uh he's just so crafty you know i mean um you know he's got the drop step and the jump hook and you know and like i said i mean he can make some really good passes too but you're right he has moments where uh you know he'll really pile up the turnovers and he's got to fix those all right bryce cherry sports editor of the waco trib joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN uh, Central Texas. Now, Bryce, you wrote an interesting column the other day, and it was about the Foster Pavilion. And I had noticed, even over at Farrell, they've gone a different direction with the PA. It may not be like our guys our age or, or older are into, but, you know, it's really more about the students and all that, and they seem to love it, and I'm I'm kind of fine with it if they are. But now – the sound and the artificial noise at the pavilion, I got to say, I've been there a couple times, did not, didn't overpower me. But again, I'm sitting up there kind of where you're sitting. And I thought that was interesting in your column because you kind of went out there and talked to a variety of people. You had people coming up to you at different places where you interact across town. And I guess the common theme was, I mean, it's just kind of, it can be, a little distracting and overpowering. So I, I guess you got to thread that needle because the truth is I think Texas' new place is kind of like that. I've noticed when people are trying to call a game there and I'm, and I'm kind of watching them try to do like a sideline-type report, they can barely – I mean, it's like it's so loud they can barely do their jobs. Um, and maybe that's just the way these things are going. But I, I think Foster – I don't know. Now, you had some evidence that maybe you felt like they had turned it down a bit for one of the games or maybe yeah. had backed off a little bit. I, I thought for the BYU game, it was far, far louder than it was for the Cincinnati game. We're talking about the, the men. Um, uh, there were there were times in that BYU game, especially with, uh, you know, just, again, some of the canned music where the bass was turned up so much that you could literally feel your chest vibrating. I mean, you know, uh, and uh, that seems a little extreme, but uh, it was funny to see the reaction to the column because uh, I, I could, first of all, tell who had read it and who had not. Um, and certainly a lot of people on social media, I would say Facebook commenters and uh Twitter followers and those kind of people uh, just see a headline and assume they think they know what it's about. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, oh, you're an idiot. You know, you're soft, blah, 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 blah. What my, one of my favorite uh, comments was, you're soft. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was uh, somebody <laughs> admitted they hadn't read it. They said, I read it yeah. until the paywall came down, yeah. uh, but it was a clown take. And and then he <laughs> and then he starts and then he starts saying things 
that I had in the column, which is, uh, you know, it should be loud. You want the crowd to be loud. Uh, And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the other side of that, uh, which is partially why I wrote the column, the people that are sort of complaining is uh, it tends to skew a little older, I would say. It's people who are more likely to email me than follow me on social on Twitter. Um, People that are coming up to me in church or writing letters to the editor. And those people are saying, yeah, right on. It is too loud. It's crazy. Uh, And, you know, so I think there's a probably happy medium that they could, uh, you know, that just uh, on some of the songs, some of the bass, you know, I don't think it has to be ear splitting Uh, and let the let the home court advantage that you have created with this place, which is incredible and awesome. Let it just happen organically. Uh, I, I, I don't think that you always have to have, um, the, the canned stuff to get a crowd, you know, hyped, you know, I think, I think it's better when it happens just sort of through the natural evolution of the game. Yeah. Well, I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. And of course, I mean, I think the, I think the major thing people have brought up is more of that, uh, even than the noise, which, uh, uh, you know, it's an interesting take. And I did, I like, kind of like it when, you know, I mean, again, it's, you're the newspaper and, and you like to see Baylor do well, cause that you sell more newspapers and you have more subscriptions online, but you can't just be out there like, okay, there's, everything's perfect. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> the pavilion, as we've talked about is pretty cool. And there's a lot of great things about it, and you have noted that. Um, again, if I was going to write a guest column, and I would highly recommend you letting me do that, it would be more <laughs> on like that the cups where I have to put that little that uh, <laughs> where I have to add the four. Yeah, yeah, I that was a that was a strange thing to me. Like when I buy a drink, I want to just take the drink away from where I purchase it. And then start drinking it immediately. I don't want other steps. Now, if I'm at a restaurant and you want to hand me a cup, I get that. I'll go over and, you know, get my drink, get my ice. That's that's fine. But at a basketball arena, I would like somebody to put the ice in the drink and put the drink <laughs> in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can, you get, can you get 30 inches of eloquent prose out of oh. – uh, out of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. talking about cups and ice. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't challenge me. Don't challenge <laughs> You've seen me. You've seen me write about even less important things over the years, okay? <laughs> this would not be a challenge for me. All right. Um, well, Bryce, keep at it, man. Uh, enjoy it. I can't wait to see you soon. We'll maybe gather, let's say, like a TCU. That's always tough when you lose one. You kind of like to get back out there, and you got to wait a week. But uh, I mean, it's like that—that that schedule coming up is not for the faint of heart. I think I counted, and I, I need to look at today's rankings. But when I looked, it was almost like five of six of the next games are against ranked teams, and that's again—that's yeah. life in the Big Twelve. But this is mm-hmm. not a pl- easy place to dig yourself out of. And fortunately, at three and two, you're fine. I would say yeah. if Texas had a fallen to one and four, that was going to get scary. And then on top of that, if somebody had a, 
you know, done some like horns downs after the game. There's no telling what Rodney would have done. <laughs> I mean, it could have really gotten out of control. Yeah, th- that yeah, Rodney, uh, that one Rodney addressed that after the game, and uh, yeah. I think I think he was a little. Um, I guess actually some Texas fans maybe took umbrage with him, um, you know, talking about it, and, and yeah. So uh, he he was he was actually kind of apologetic about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, after the game. But he's a really good guy, and I, I you know for his sake. I, you know, he was a guy that obviously coached at Baylor under uh, Harry Miller, you know, so yeah. um, for his sake, I hope, you know, he kind of gets it done there at Austin. Tough place to play. They got a lot of high expectations down there at UT, so. Mm-hmm. I just like the frames on his glasses, and I've thought about asking him <laughs> if I'm ever in a one-on-one type deal and just say, where do you get those? I mean, there, is, there an, is there a place in Austin? I mean, it just... There's just something about that. He just has a real knowledgeable look. I mean, very good-looking glasses, those frames. (laughs) All right, uh, uh, Bryce, I'll see you soon, okay? I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Matt. All right. There he goes, Bryce Cherry, the Waco Trib. Read him. All right, I I have the uh, online uh, version that I I pay for, and it's a pretty good option. It's a pretty good option. Just kind of go on there, and there's always a bunch of great high school stuff. Uh, I, I just don't I don't I don't know how you could be a a Waco area sports fan. I don't even think they advertise with us, so this is not some kind of paid plug. But I really like the Waco trip. Speaking of that, Aaron, why would they not advertise with us? The most popular show uh, in all of Central Texas. That's a very very short sighted of Bryce. <laughs> I don't think Bryce I don't think Bryce controls that arm of the uh, the Waco trip. All right, and Aaron the. Um, I, he was. He reminded me, by the way, that base the woofers. We had somebody on the other day that was talking about subwoofers. Was that uh, was that Howler, Coach Howler, <laughs> talking about those woofers? That got me laughing. Aaron, I walked into a, a a club one night in Dallas, and again, it just tells you I should, you know. And it wasn't. It was like a wasn't like a seedy weird club. It was just a a place where young people go and hang out and listen to music and all that. And I might have been somewhat young at the time. And Aaron, they were playing that bass, and it started messing with, like, my heart. Like, it was that crazy and that loud. And I think I kind of, you know, walked around in there for about 10 minutes and and just told the folks I was meeting, just like, hey, I think I'm going to move on, man. It was just (laughs) so even at 30, the loud, the woofers, and the and and that base was already uh, was already the candle room in Dallas over there on the Knox near Knox Henderson. All right, Aaron, let's continue on with our day. We've got Campus Confidential coming up at four forty, but we'll get you caught up real quick on some uh, NFL breaking news and some of the things, some of the uh, aftermath of yesterday's unbelievable uh, games, especially that last one. Wow, wow, was that not a classic? All of that coming up next. Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor and Kansas State Women's Basketball Monday in Foster Pavilion. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 7.30 tip-off Monday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, general manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. 
Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. 
Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Aaron, it is, uh, we got a lot to get to. We have Campus Confidential at 440 and uh, get you caught up on a few things. want to remind you, 530 today, the newest, and let me check, Aaron, because uh, I've got a little schedule of this. This will be kind of fun to be able to share with you. Today at 530, uh, Chris Pavilo- uh, Kapilovic, the new O-line coach, came from Michigan State, had a good run there, was with Mel Tucker. I mean, obviously that had to be quite a, chaotic situation for all those players and coaches as uh, Mel was fired, got involved in a oh, scandal. We've talked about it, the whole Brenda Tracy situation, and uh, and we'll, and, and Mel has uh, had to move on. And so Chris probably, Aaron, was in – he was assistant uh, so uh, head coach, so I'm sure he was a candidate to take over as the interim head coach. But they had somebody else – and then they just had to kind of get through the season. But, boy, it would be good to have him. We'll have him on at 530. And then Thursday we'll have uh, – we're looking at 515 um, Thursday right now, Jake Spavital, the, uh, the the new Baylor offensive coordinator. And then Friday at 530, Jarrett Anderson. Really looking forward to that. Long time, a uh, huge part of uh, Gary Patterson's success at TCU. Good guy. Uh comes from East Texas. Good dude and and got a great reputation in uh both high school and college football. People know him across the state. So that'll be kind of cool. And then Aaron, I was just looking to see like where all these new coaches what part of uh Texas. Well, Jared Anderson makes total sense. He's from East Texas. So he'll recruit East Texas. Now, Dennis Johnson, the defensive line coach, uh, recruits Houston, the Golden Triangle, and uh, and uh, Louisiana. And uh, and then uh, Kapilovic, who we'll have on today, Aaron, they've sent Chris out to West Texas and South Texas. I mean, that's pretty big, pretty big coverage area. Um, and Aaron, as we talked about, Keenan Hall, Dallas. All right, and again, that's that's a uh, that's a huge that's a huge area. But he he he's from Dallas, and he played it at, at Sock, and so the hope is they can get retrenched there. Lost a little bit when our man Juice went to Tech, and he was from Berkner and and uh, was a Dallas area recruiter. Keenan's going to dig back in there, and then uh, uh, Kevin Curtis also help him out there in the Metroplex and then down in the Panhandle, and we'll see how that all works out. The thing the thing I like, Aaron, is I'm, I'm seeing one, two, three coaches who have Dallas area on their, on their uh, attached to them. I think that's a great thing. I think, hey, if you're going to retrench, you better retrench. You better do it the right way. And uh, Christian Robinson, Kevin Curtis, and Keenan Hall all have been 
assigned to the Dallas area. We've been reacting all day to the games from yesterday, uh, from the weekend. Aaron, I, you know, I was pleased to see the 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 Ravens uh, do what they needed to do. I, I just, you know, I you just you just kind of. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not like a huge Harbaugh guy or anything, but I am a big Lamar guy, and that just I just was going to hate that if uh, and and again I will admit it the thought and it, part of me I would have laughed if the Texans had gotten to the the AFC title game, Aaron that would have been. That would have been a really tough moment for Jerry Jones. We talked about it before the weekend, so for that for that reason, I was kind of wanting it. But I but you know how these bandwagon Houston folks are, and I got great friends that are that are down there that are like this. They barely pay attention to the Texans now. Houston people are Astros fans. I mean, it's not hard to be an Astros fan because they they like play in the ALCS like every year. But there's a lot of bandwagon Texans. Oh, wait, we're good? Oh, man, I'm a Texans fan now. No, 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 all of you are like that. I know not everybody. Some of you have been with them through all the highs and lows, and Lord knows there have not been that many highs. But, Aaron, that would have been, to me, Texans in the, in that, in the championship game would have been even crazier than the Lions. I, 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 just, I think... Maybe it's the, the the relative newness, and I know, of course, we had the Oilers for years, but the Texans being an expansion team and not starting until, I don't know what the year that was, 2002, whenever it was. Isn't that funny, Aaron, if you think about it? Who was their first quarterback? It was, it was Carr, right? Was that the first ever Houston Texans quarterback right out of the chute? Yes. I mean, that his brother, all these years, I mean, we're sitting here in 2024, and his younger brother's still somewhat in the prime of his career. Not saying he's great, but I'm just saying Derek, I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it, I hadn't thought about it that way, Aaron. So there's been a car in the league since whatever year, first year was for the Texans. I kind of think it was either. Was it 2002? Is that right? Or 2000? Anyway, whatever year they started, there's been a car brother in the NFL. Pretty much. I don't know if there was any time between David, the end of David's career, and before Derek started, but kind of interesting. I've never really sat there and thought of that. Aaron, I thought the, I think the wildest thing is, is just the, the fact that Mahomes, it, that those numbers for him, Six years as the starter, six years in the AFC title game. You can say, you can come up with whatever and say, well, you know, other teams haven't been that great. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, you, you can say, you can bring up as much as that. I mean, that, that spans a time when the Patriots were still good. Patriots haven't been bad for six years. They've been bad for three or four years. It spans a time when there are plenty of decent teams in the AFC. And this guy comes from Texas Tech. Of course, what, what was the most games they won with him, Aaron, like eight? 
<laughs> Did they ever have a nine-win season with Patrick Mahomes and Lubbock? Probably eight was where they topped out. And I do, and I love it that these college teams get so excited about their players. But it is kind of funny when I watch Texas Tech jumping all over Mahomes. I'm like, y'all couldn't even get this dude to nine wins. And, I mean, he's turned out to be, I mean, the greatest player of his generation. Certainly Brady, I would say, maybe we'll say he's the generation of players before him. But, Aaron, I mean, Mahomes is doing things now that, like, he's already going to surpass. How many NFC title games has Aaron Rodgers played in? How many is Favre? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of some of these greats. Now, Aaron has lost a lot of them. Um, I would say Rodgers ended up playing in six, six or seven NFC title games. And Mahomes is already there. And, and, he, and, he, and he tends to win them, tends to win these things. And, and this would be going for his – he would be trying to get his third Super Bowl in how many apparent win. How many Super Bowls has he played in, Aaron? Would this be his fourth in six years? Yes, he's two and one so far. And, you were, and Aaron Rodgers has been in five NFC Championship games. So he's already wow. there with, the, with the one more Super Bowl win already. It's just mind blowing what he's done. So he's been, so yeah he's he has surpassed by any measure what Rogers of course Rogers put up unbelievable numbers he had the MVPs I, I get all that I'm not I mean I Rogers is ridiculous but I never try to like rip on his career because I think he's done some amazing things but this guy so after Brady I mean and Aaron. Are we are we ready to say he's ha- he's probably going to end up having a better career than Peyton? Maybe not. I mean, Peyton owns all kinds of records, but in terms of like how many title games he's gone to and Super Bowls and all that, Peyton played in two with Denver. How many did he play with, in with the Colts? He won one against. He he just couldn't get past Brady. He had the he so yeah he had the played, one with the Colts yeah played got one with the Colts and he got one with Denver right he went to yes. he went to two with Denver they went to two Super Bowls him. they he won did. one of them what's that they wanted to spite him he was terrible but <laughs> it, it really I mean it's not it wasn't his fault he physically <laughs> yeah. couldn't even I lift know. his arms all the way up at that point but we got to give him that one obviously yeah yeah because he was he was the quarterback but yeah the it was the year I guess he was still able to move around or whatever. They got they got killed in the Super Bowl. But they won. Who won a Super Bowl thirteen to three? Was that the was that, that was the, the Patriots, Patriots against, over the Rams? Yeah, against the Rams. They held that against the Jared Goff Rams. Yes. They held that what that at the time was an amazing Rams offense to three points. <sighs> Shows you the genius of Belichick. Was that the t- yeah, I'm just trying to think if that was it. What did the Rams do after they beat the Cowboys in the divisional round in 2016? Because golf was, I believe that was that a same rookie year. as well. Yeah, I believe that. No, was, see, no, it was the next know. year. Okay, okay, wow. All right, let's do some. Uh, let's do some campus confidential, and let's do a lot of it. We'll do it next. 
Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or we treat you like family. Bye. New roads. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like Huevos Rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true! 
At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Chris Kapilovic will join us, the Bears' new O-line coach, at 5.30 today. Aaron, I went back and watched one of his uh, Coach Kapilovic's videos or uh, interviews that he did before this past season, obviously before the, the firing of Mel Tucker. And, man, he's kind of an interesting – he's been doing it a long time. But it was uh, – first of all, I have to compliment – Whoever covers the Spartans, like, you've never heard so much dialing down on, you know, how many centers are going to get snaps in practice, how many how many guys are you going to try to get snaps. And I thought it was interesting. I mean, and it was a really good line of questioning. I mean, they were really diving into, you know, the, the way he coaches the offensive line and what he was trying to find. And Aaron, at one point he answered that he likes to have eight – different linemen at least eight different linemen snapping the ball just to work at it Hmm. so just just so different people can be ready and you know he made the point that used to be it was a little easier to make a transition to another center because everybody was under center right but you know now you got to snap it back from the shotgun then you got a nose tackle right over you you know you got to step immediately while you you know, basically, as you're snapping it back, so um, I, I I find that I think he's going to be a really interesting guy to to visit with. All right, Aaron, it is. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for making this a very popular segment on the Mosley Show, where we hit on several different college topics. Aaron, what uh, where do you want to start today? We'll start with men's basketball. And the new AP Top 25 is out. The top two unchanged, but the rest of the Top 25, lots of movement with lots of upsets last week. UConn still number one with 44 first-place votes, followed by Purdue with 17. The rest of the Top 5, North Carolina, Houston, and Tennessee. Kansas is now seven after their loss to West Virginia over the weekend. Oklahoma is 11. Baylor falls to 15 after their two losses last week. Texas Tech is 20. BYU is 21, Iowa State 23. So the Big 12 well represented still in the men's AP poll. Interesting, interesting. T- tell me again where you had OU at 10. What did you 11. Say? 11. Yep. Golly, Porter, the great Porter, man, doing his thing. He went somewhere. I was kind of impressed. Whoever he beat, it didn't. I feel like he beat somebody 69 and 65. Um, I, I I mean he's get he's getting it done now. Let's see where they are at the end of the year before we get too excited about Porter Moser. But I gotta I gotta hand it to him. And uh, 
you know, Tech had a kind of a, oh, a tough, tough reminder of life in the Big 12. They, they got, uh, they got beaten up. I, I would say that Tech, I mean, I was watching their home crowd recently, and that, that's a, that is a, I mean, I, I, right now, again, I don't know what the U of H home crowd is. I bet it's pretty good. I don't know. I would say Kansas won in the Big 12. We were doing this the other day, Aaron. Kansas won. Um, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where the Bears with the Foster Pavilion by the end of the year, where people will have them. I think Tech is not as far behind Kansas as you would think. I think that's become, I think that is an unbelievable basketball crowd out there. And Grant's got them feeling pretty good about things again. Where it gets tough is, I don't, but I would, I don't know between K-State, Iowa State, and even BYU. I think those are all very difficult places to play. What I don't have any feel for is Cincinnati, UCF, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't, I just don't have a great feel for it. But Aaron, I would say by the end of the year, if people thought of Foster Pavilion as being like the fifth or sixth toughest place to play, then Baylor's moving in the right direction. Then that's great news. Um, and uh, we were talking about the other day, uh, and I heard from our buddy uh, Pete Souza. We were trying to remember if if Mac, when he was at Houston whether they built a new place or renovated, but they did. That was a renovation deal, the Fertitta Center. And by all, I, they just, I heard they did an amazing job. So Mac likes, or Mac is big on basketball, and he's big on arenas. And he's, he's uh, I don't know how many he's he's been a part of now. The Baylor one, the U of H renovation, and that's a gorgeous place. And I, I think, I think he was on another one. Either back in back in his, where was he? Did he have a UTEP stay? I know he was at Akron. He's been a part of like three or four of these new uh, new arenas. Aaron, who are we? Have we heard of who A and M's going to hire as their AD? Did they ever? Have they ever said anything, or is that still up in the air? I have not seen anything. Okay. I, I did talk to somebody that's kind of connected. He, a man who knows people high up at A and M, and reminded me that they really do love sort of elevating their own if they can. And and the thought is, you know, people need to understand the Aggie culture and all that. So I, I don't know exactly where they'll go. But uh, and I, they may hire from outside, but they they do when possible, they do like to go internal. You know who'd love to do it, Aaron? Is it John Sharp? Just add it to his responsibilities. <laughs> the uh, chancellor, he just he would take that on. And by the way, uh, that poor that dude that just got the job at Ohio State, he gets the blame for Jimbo's deal. Mm-hmm. Hey, John Sharp, John Sharp. Was right. I mean, just as much at fault. He was the biggest Jimbo. I mean, he helped bring him there, and then he wanted that extension. And John, what John does is shows interest in sports when things are going well, 
and then you can't find them when when they when they struggle. It's like, where's John? Anybody seen John? That's just that's who John is. Okay. All right, Aaron. What else do we have? Speaking of those Aggies, they have hired an interim athletic director. Okay. Just who do we happened have? about fifteen minutes ago, or it was oh, announced wow. fifteen minutes ago All by right. our friends at the Eagle and our a friend of the show, Travis Brown, a very familiar name. R.C. Slocum. It's his second <laughs> go-around as the interim athletic director for Texas A&M. He was also the interim AD after yeah. Scott Woodward's departure to LSU before Bjork's hired. It's like the, he's he's trying to be retired. He's just trying to he hang out to and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they just the Aggies will not leave R.C. alone. Boy, they could not they were they could not wait to run him out as their head coach. And now we need to find our next R.C. Slocum. That was their big thing on uh, on their new deal. Let's get Now, Aaron, I was thinking recently about having R.C. on. But now that he's the – I'm surprised they didn't try to call Gene Stallings. Jeez. I mean, R.C. will be 90-something years old, and they'll still be. R.C., can you come back and <laughs> serve as our interim? Just for a little while. I used to have an R.C. Slocum, Aaron, that I could do. Hello, Aaron. Aaron, thank you all for having me. Uh, we, uh, we've we had a good year down here in Aggieland, and we're, sounds... ex- we're excited. The 12th man is 12th man, and that's a little lower than that. He's got a little nasal to it. The 12th man is uh, is feeling good about things. And Aaron, we love y'all's radio show, and we're going to bring back the wrecking crew to Texas A&M. We're going to do the best we can. So, that's anyway, pretty close because he, he sounds sounds a lot like Hank Hill. From King of the Hill. <laughs> I used to have a Chuck Reedy. Oh, Aaron. It's a little too much like my RC, but I could I could get into a Chuck. I used to have a buddy at Baylor, and literally we would just call each other on the phone and, like, stay in those voices for a while. And there was a third voice who was, like, somebody's dad we like making fun of. It's one of our buddy's dads. And so we would do his voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just have we just be talking on the phone in these I think the first time I ever uh asked my wife out um you know obviously before we started dating I called her as somebody else like I didn't even call her as myself Sneaky. I like called yeah <laughs> I called and used like a different accent you know that was before you know, you could block things and oh, I remember. see the number. I mean, pranking was a – oh, even my freshman year in college, we were having fun with it. We were – remember, what were those guys called, Aaron? The Jerky Boys? You yes. Remember those guys? <laughs> 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 what was their big calling card? What would they – what would they – they would always sign snapper off head. with something. <laughs> Call everybody Snapperhead. <laughs> what else was it? Oh my gosh! They had, they had something they'd always say, say at the end. They may have called them like jerkies or something, you know, like thanks jerky or something. They had like a a one's a big sign off, the jerky boys. I may look that up. I bet I could still find some of that on the internet somewhere. The jerky boys back nineteen, circa nineteen ninety one or ninety two, they were pretty big. They were pretty big. They were kind of the. They were before Dude Perfect. That's what we did for fun back then. I can't believe those Dude Perfect people are still hanging around. Like, I think in some regards they're still popular. 
I thought they would, you know, I thought that was just a thing of the moment. They'd go away. But I guess doing weird trick shots and stuff is always going to, you know, will always be some need for that. I would like to be the, 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 the dude perfect of racquetball. I've been playing a lot of racquetball lately. Aaron, I'd like to be able to, you know, just pull off some, like, crazy trick shots. All right, Aaron, did you have any more? Yes, uh, women's college basketball tonight. Only one Big 12 matchup, but it's a big one. Top 25 matchup as Baylor, number 13 in the country, hosts number four, Kansas State. That's a 7.30 tip on Fox Sports 1, 7 o'clock for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Kansas State will be without their All-American post, Ioka Lee. The only thing I don't like about the... Now, I think I mean, going to these games is the best. It's the whiteout, and I, I encourage everybody to, to get over there. I mean, that, these are just, I mean, that's a huge, that's a big-time game. I mean, what do they rank now, Aaron, in the most recent polls? you number they stay at number seven? What would you have them at? Number seven. The, uh, okay. I, and Aoka Lee is a great player, so part of me is glad she's not playing but part of me is a little sad because i mean you want to see some of the greatest players in college basketball come through but um that's a tough one that's a tough that's a tough turnaround too because that was not i don't know what i thought ucf was going to be like but i kind of thought the bears would roll them and so that was a little closer game than what i wanted to see so they just got to turn around and get that thing done tonight Aaron, you know who I would play? I would give a lot of minutes to on a night like tonight. Who do you think I would be trying to get minutes for? Same person I would, I think. Yaya. Yaya Felder. I like I like that Jim Howler. I always love it when Jim, I did not know Jim was the president of the Yaya Felder fan club. But he declared himself that recently. And so anytime I land on a player that's the same as Coach Howler, I feel good about it. I feel like I've I've landed in the right place. A reminder, Chris Kapilovic will be joining us today at 5.30. Big time new Baylor O-line coach. And that's going to be I, – I mean, I'm just ready to delve into some things. What are you going to do? What about the scheme? How's this thing going to meld? What do you think what, – what do you what – is, uh, what is Spavital looking to do? What do you know about Jake? You know, just kind of, there's a lot of stuff to get into. If you have a question for the coach, the new O-line coach, text us. I may use it. I mean, if I like it, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'll credit you even. Uh, 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. All right, Aaron, do you have one more? Yeah, the new AP Top 25 women's poll is out, South Carolina, obviously. Still the unanimous number one, followed by Iowa, Colorado at three, NC State, and UCLA. Kansas State is seven, Texas 11, Baylor 12, and Iowa State into the poll after their win over Baylor at 24. Okay. At 24. Yeah, I was trying to think when all that happened. Uh, and then, the, of course, the Kansas thing. Say say one more time, Aaron, if you would for me, where the Bears are. They're number tw- uh, 12, right behind Texas at 11. Okay, all right. Bears beat Texas but have fallen back with two 
two uh, losses, but then bounce back with the win over UCF. Again, we don't know yet what kind of team UCF has exactly, but they battled and fought the other day, so you got to credit for them for that. Bugs, this team, to, to have such good three-point shooters, Aaron, I'll look sometimes after these games, and they'll be like four for 19. I'm not sure what the deal is on that. Uh, little Page Bugs, though. 24 points. Now, that's a great sign because lately she's had some games where it's like four points or six points and just doesn't doesn't do a whole lot. And when she's active and scoring and, and again, she does better because she's so quick and efficient against smaller, quicker um, big girls down low, big women. Well, that doesn't sound good either. Um, and so... I, but I love that sign. And, boy, she pulled up and shot a three recently, and I thought, man, I, I'm, I, guess, I, I guess Bugs does have that. I know Bella does for sure. But uh, when I see Bugs and Fauntleroy getting it done and uh, toss in some yaya, I'm loving it. All right, um, Aaron, that sounded like one of those uh, fast food commercials. Who said that? I'm loving it. It was McDonald's. Is that McDonald's? Okay. Um you deserve a break today. That was their big. That was when we were kids here, and that was their song. You deserve a break. Um, at McDonald's. It's the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Uh, Coach Kapilovic coming up at 530. Next, we'll get back into some of these NFL games. Some great stuff over the weekend. And are the Detroit Lions headed to the Super Bowl? That is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. 
ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And um, we are uh, going to have oh, 5.30 today, uh, Chris Kapilovic. And um, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. He's a new O-line coach. He's a veteran O-line coach. He's been an offensive coordinator. Um, and I think, uh, and he's been, you know, coached the O-line at Michigan State, UNC, Colorado. Um, was it Southern Miss before that? Been around a lot. And was with Larry Fedora. And that's interesting because Fedora only made it one year with Coach Aranda. And, and, you know, if you look at it, well, Coach Aranda has churned through a lot of these folks. Um, on the uh, offensive side of the ball, for sure. And he's made some defensive changes as well. But um, this is where uh, Coach Kapilovic has come. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he thinks. He's been out on the recruiting trail. Um, he is in charge of West Texas, also South Texas. And, uh, Aaron, that's a pretty wide swath out there. You go west, and then you go to the south. Uh, it's a great football. Now, they have somebody committed to, like, San Antonio and Austin, so – 
He may even be south of that, um, but uh, it, it'll be it'll be good. But West Texas need to get out there, obviously. And Jared Anderson, who they've just hired, uh, is from East Texas and has great relationships out there and recruited East Texas extremely well for Gary Patterson over the years at TCU. In fact, Jared's going to be on with us Friday. Jake's Babatall will be on with us Thursday. So a big week when it comes to some of these Baylor assistant coaches. It's a huge story this offseason. Can they revamp it, and can they flip this thing and get it back going the right direction? It, it wiggled the wrong direction two years seasons ago, and then this year it went off the rails. And Dave Aranda's been giving another, given another chance, and he's brought in a whole new offensive staff to see if they can help him make that happen. And I think that's going to be uh, fun to see how that plays out. I also want to just see what that was like. I mean, that Michigan State situation with what they went through and Mel Tucker getting uh, getting fired and they had the interim coach come in. You know, I mean, they, they all had to step up and, and, and just kind of try to get through the season. Now they have – Michigan State has the former – Oregon State head coach, and he did a really nice job there. That's Jonathan Smith, I believe it is, and um, so he'll be he'll be there. But uh, yeah, we'll get into it at five thirty, and uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be fun. So if you want to get some questions ready, uh, feel free, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Two five four. The text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two 1660 if you want to ask something of the new uh the new offensive line coach and i'm sure he'll have a i don't necessarily have haven't seen the title of run game coordinator but i would have to think he's going to be uh heavily involved in that um the uh panthers aaron have made a move i mean i wouldn't think we'd be talking about the panthers on a day when we have all this great playoff stuff to talk about but the Carolina Panthers have promoted Dan Morgan to president of football operations slash general manager on Monday. This David Tepper seems to get a lot of things wrong. He'll try this. Um, played seven seasons as a linebacker for the team and was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2004. Ranked 10th in tackles in franchise history. None of that will matter now that he's the GM. Replaces Scott Fitterer, who was fired after the season. He's been the uh, assistant general manager the past three seasons. Aaron, I would not th- – I mean, he, as as much as he's liked as a former player, I would not think Panthers land is all rejoicing because, in a sense, I mean, they've decided, hey, we've gone the wrong course. we gotta, we got to get a new head coach in here. And, oh, by the way, we got this uh, – we, we fired our GM – but the GM's assistant will be taking over. I would imagine the fans are probably ready for somebody to come in from outside. Lots to talk about over the weekend. I, I, I thought the Packers, I thought that showing was, uh, was, was pretty amazing. I thought Jordan Love, um, Aaron, we've talked about the running back for uh, the Packers and, and just uh, – you know, how much of a stalwart he is. He's actually, for that position, is getting up there in age a little bit. He's 29. Uh, nobody runs for over 100 yards against the Niners. He did. He did. And they were trying to go up 24-17 late and couldn't even make a 
could not make a 41-yard field goal. I mean, I for years they had the reliable Mason Crosby, although Aaron, that was another guy I think that, that missed a big playoff field goal, as I recall, and Rodgers had to console him a little bit. Um, but too many missed field goals. Saw another one missed field goal from the young guy from Buffalo last night, and uh, and that was a bad deal. I mean, what a classic matchup that was. But, Aaron, staying with the Green Bay game, I I just I, I could not be more impressed with Green Bay. They were not just happy to be there. They showed up and and they and they gave they gave San Francisco fits in that game. Love did the same thing he did to the Cowboys. Uh, now he had a he had a bad he had a bad tip ball interception, and then he had a horrible interception at the end of the game. I still. I mean, Aaron, how many teams across the NFL right now would say, yes, we will trade our quarterback for Jordan Love? Um, we've now seen him for a full season. Give us give us uh, Love. I, I think a lot of them would. And love the way he plays, love the way that team plays. Aaron, your guy, um, you know all these receivers for the Packers. The, I don't even think he had a uh, a touch against the Cowboys. And he did some nice things for the Packers in that game. Uh, I'm trying to think which which receiver that is. One of those kind of guys, Aaron, I didn't know much about coming into this season. But anyway, he, he ended up having a nice game. Our man Dobbs was out there running around. Um, they're, they're just good. Musgrave, I love the tight end. Love the young tight end. Love both of their tight ends. Uh, and so that is a problem. For years to come, how could you not look at Green Bay and think, man, they're going to be around and they'll make they'll have some changes. They'll have some people leave and all that kind of thing. But they got a great they got they seem to have a great coach. And Aaron, we talked about it. I mean, I, I even tweeted about this and both people were going crazy about this tweet. And I said, Jerry Jones sees that game and is feeling better about the Cowboys because the Cowboys got just whacked by that Green Bay team. And so the fact that Green Bay went and almost beat San Francisco makes Jerry feel better because he's like, you know what, that was a good team. That's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good team. And so we, we got beat by a good team, that, which is a complete loser's mentality. But I'm just telling you, that's kind of going to be – um, you know, Jerry will somehow think through that. He'll also think that, well, that San Francisco team looked compromised. Purdy at times did not look that great in that game, and we could have beat that San Francisco team. Do I think they could have? I mean, come on. Come on. Now, again, they would not have had to face them until the NFC title game. Aaron, I'm sorry. I, I, I can barely say that with a straight face. Cowboys and NFC title in the same sentence all right it now with the Lions advancing um it you have to go and I thought the Tampa Bay by the way hung in there um and played really well I mean they ran the ball Aaron I don't even know you know from year to year Tampa Bay always seems just to kind of like oh we'll try this running back oh man okay whatever let's get this guy off the scrap heap or whatever and like who who was number one for Tampa Bay? Who is that? Like I, 
whoever was running for them, I was just like, man, this guy. And they, they ran the ball. Uh, Baker gets that thing to 17 to 17. Now, Baker late has a shot. They're down eight. They got a shot. They're going to move the ball and everything. And just, just an awful, I mean, almost as bad as what Jordan Love did. Jordan's was, I mean, both of them were trying to move their teams down the field. That that said, good on Baker for getting there and for playing like he did. Uh, he's He is, Aaron, I think I saw now, let's think about it. He's been in the league for six years. He was the first overall pick. That running back's name was White. I think his last name was White, whoever that is, Aaron. But I... Baker has been in the league six years. I mean, his last name is White. Um, And he's been with four different teams. And still, he kind of solidified Tampa, got him moving in the right direction. And I I was just really impressed with how he played and how he battled. But the Lions got it done. There's a great home field. And... Aaron, if you're saying, like, who are currently the best coaches in the NFL, I mean, I, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta always go with Andy because he just keeps getting there. Um, I think John Harbaugh's up there. Man, give me Dan Campbell over almost anybody. Now, Kyle Shanahan, of course, and McVay to a certain extent. I mean, they they, they kind of rallied and got things going. So I think I've named about five or six. Belichick's obviously the greatest of all time, but he's out on the street. Aaron, I mean, I still thought that was the – you know how I, I told you I was laughing at the thought of him having to interview? I mean, just it seems kind of weird that the greatest coach of all time after however many seasons of just greatness has to go interview. I mean, I know he has to, but it just seems weird. And I thought it was really funny when somebody reports – that he had a second interview with the Falcons. I mean, it's just like if you don't if you don't know after one interview if you if you want Belichick or not, I guess I guess they can follow up and clarify a few things. I, I as weird as it sounds right now, I do think Harbaugh is the better I mean I Harbaugh is the is the better hire. Just because he's that much younger, and and kind of where he is in his career, and and then what he's done at Michigan, like Belichick, I still think could be successful in the right situation. But if I had to choose between the two, I would go with Harbaugh. And I don't I don't care for the man, and you know I think he absolutely cheated. But if I'm like if I were Jerry Jones and it was truly only about winning, you go get Harbaugh. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. I think I was leaning Belichick just out of reverence and respect. But the more I've thought about it, and is, and as, as, again, cheater, yes. Like, unbelievable coach, yes. Both. Both can be true. Um, and I'm afraid both of those guys I just mentioned have cheated and have cut corners. But, that again, there's still some greatness to how they approach things and, and how they've built teams. Harbaugh did it at San Diego. He did it 
I mean, I mean, at the University of San Diego. I mean, that's not even a place we even talk about. He won there. He won wins at Stanford. He wins at San Fran, and then he turns Michigan into a monster. I mean, did he again? Did he cut corners to do it? Sure, you bet he did. Um, but again, he would be. I mean, I, I don't know where he's going to end up, but it's it's. Uh, and then he he was at the the Ravens game, and uh, Aaron in the uh, post game locker room. There was uh, there was the dad, there was Jim and John's dad doing the whole "Who has it better than us?" cheer. I I got to say, I've gotten a little tired of that thing, but seeing the eighty eight or eighty five year old however Jack Harbaugh is doing it, kind of cool, kind of cool. Still got a lot of energy. Uh, and what a coaching family it is. It really is. They've got a younger sister that was a big-time athlete who uh, married Tom Crean, the college ba- long-time college basketball coach. I mean, it is a uh, it is really something uh, to to watch all this. All right, Aaron, let's give we'll give plenty of time for our guy. I'm kind of getting excited about it. Baylor's new uh, O line coach. Uh, Chris Kapilovic will be on with us next. Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor and Kansas State Women's Basketball Monday in Foster Pavilion. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 7.30 tip-off Monday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball. ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Hey folks, Terry Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, but we treat you like family find new roads. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Dell. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. 
Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh man, um... I've got, Aaron. I got. I've got bad news to report. It's not like everything's okay, but our man uh, breaking news. I mean, Kapilovic, Aaron. Have I ever teased a coach this much? I mean, I have just, I have just enthralled. Our audience is just standing by. Coach Kapilovic, we're ready to find out, and we will. We will. Just got word that is plain. Had some weather issues and got diverted, and um, and and we just and Baylor uh, found out and called me, you know, let me know immediately, and uh, of course I wasn't. Sometimes as we're doing segments, I'm not looking down at my phone, so they tried to tell me a little bit ago, and uh, Aaron, Coach Kapilovic will have to do this interview another day. So. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, Aaron. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna make a joke and just tell them, hey, it's okay. Just have Dave jump on with me real quick. <laughs> let's just let's just see who's over there. Who's over there walking the halls? They got some very interesting coaches. I like Dennis. I hadn't talked to Dennis in a long time. Who's over there in the building? Could we could we get somebody? Anyway, Coach Kapilovic, uh, good guy. In fact in preparation for the uh, interview i do prepare every once in a while uh for the show if you can imagine that and i really enjoyed some of his press conferences when he was at michigan state and he just has a a interesting way about him 
an interesting approach to the uh, to the O line and and uh, you know like how he develops centers and the and the position flex that he has and like how he'll have like eight different guys working to snap just in case you know runs into any issues. One year, one year he was like four centers down, like three maybe on his fourth center. First three centers were hurt, and so his reaction to that was to just have a ton of guys snapping, working on those snaps. Now, that that takes a lot. Your center has to be your best leader on, on the O-line, and they got to call out the coverages. And then in addition to that, of course, if you're a spread team and you're never under center, um, you're snapping it, and you may have a nose tackle right over you, and you're having to step it, snap it, do the whole thing. So center, very important. I would say the Bears had some talented old linemen this year, but Aaron, at some point, you know it's bad when the head coach comes out one week and just basically admits, he's like, well, yeah, we've uh, <coughs> we told our offensive coordinator that uh, – <coughs> We're gonna have to pass it on first down. We're gonna have to. We're gonna basically they they got so bad in the running game and there was just so little they could accomplish that they just had to come out in that one game, which they may have won. Aaron, what was that game? They were on the road. It wasn't the first game they won. Did they beat? They beat UCF and they beat Cincinnati. And I can't remember what order that was in, but. One of those games, they literally came out and never handed the ball off. Maybe it's Cincinnati until, I mean, literally before the half. They finally, they finally had a. And, and again, there's no balance with that. Do some t- teams have to do that? And do some teams in the NFL have to function like that? I'll point you to the Dallas Cowboys, for instance. That's how they have to run things. I mean, you know, this year. McCarthy says, yeah, we're going to be a run-based team. We're going to run it. We're going to lean on our defense. And they did nothing of the sort. They leaned on Dak. They leaned on CD. They leaned on Jake Ferguson. And Pollard became, I think we ended up, Aaron, calling him between, you know, like the third or fourth best option on offense. I mean, you had, uh, you have Cooks. You had CD, and you had Ferguson. Maybe Pollard was your fourth best option. Maybe. And so now, what do you do with Pollard? You, you franchised him this year. You probably have to let him move along. And and again, you know, Aaron, I don't know if I buy into what everybody was saying about. Oh, he had, you know, he got hurt in that game, and so you know they didn't have anybody to go to any playmakers. And he didn't get it really back until the end of this season. Maybe, maybe. But I I think either they weren't run blocking well or he just, whatever burst he used to have, it wasn't there. I don't know. But it was very strange. Now, Aaron, we do have, you mentioned the Baylor game, Baylor and Kansas State women. Kansas State seventh in the country. Baylor 12th in the country. <coughs> we also had the... Um, and then college men's basketball, of course, I want to watch that Baylor game. That's at 730. Uh, I'm actually 
needing to watch it later, Aaron, and it's an FS1 game, so that's going to make it a little more difficult. I'm going to be at uh, Mavs Celtics. I'm going to see Mavs Celtics tonight. And excited about that. That's a, uh, I mean, that, that's just a, that's a fun game. That's a fun game. And if you can get Luka and Kyrie and you can get the three superstars for Boston, Aaron, do we count the, the, uh, the big, the seven foot three point shooter that used to be with the Mavs as a superstar? He gets superstar money, doesn't he? So Celtics. Porzingis, yeah, he's actually out tonight, not shockingly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, Aaron, the the ESPN.com predictor, the matchup predictor, has uh, Celtics have a 62.1% chance to win Mavs. A thirty-seven point nine percent. Not great, is it, to be at home and to only have a thirty-eight percent chance to win? Now, are the Celtics the best team in the East? Huh? Maybe. I mean, the Sixers are good. The Celtics are good. There's somebody else up there that's kind of shockingly good. Obviously, Milwaukee. Not they're not shocking. I'm saying there's another team that's actually been pretty good this year. That's not normally good. Um, Orlando actually had won a bu- more, way more games than I thought. But, Aaron, would you say the Celtics are the best team in the East? Does that, does that sound right It's to close, you? yeah. I mean, Milwaukee? between them and Milwaukee. But, mm-hmm. the, yeah, they've, they've only lost once at home all year. I would say so. Okay. So that will be pretty fun tonight. I'll give you a full report on that. Um, as uh, And we'll see. Luca. I mean, it's always fun to see Kyrie and and Luca, and a lot of times one of those guys is out, but hopefully both of those guys will go, and um, and that will be fun tonight to see. Aaron, I mean, Luca's had a great season. It is a it is wild that he is scoring thirty three point six points per game, like that's massive. There are four four players. I don't remember getting halfway through an NBA season and still having four players averaging over 30. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Antetokounmpo, Doncic, and Embiid. Embiid is averaging 35 points a game, which is just crazy. Um, Durant is averaging 29 points a game. So... You basically have – that's a lot of guys to be there. Aaron, to keep going down this path, who do you think is after – try to guess who is after in the whole NBA, just to catch people up on their NBA since we've been mostly football. Who do you think is after Embiid, Doncic, Greek Freak, Gilgis Alexander, Durant? Who do you think has the next highest scoring average? Would you care to guess? Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> tough. Um, it's it's extremely. They're basically tied. Uh, De'Aaron Fox okay. and Donovan um, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, for for Cleveland, yeah, and then Booker also at twenty seven. I I just man, these numbers are just staggering. How much these guys now the the we were just talking about how great the Celtics are. Aaron, they only have they don't have a guy in the top ten, but Tatum is hitting 20, uh, 26 points per game. 
and uh, Brown is tw- is 23 points a game. So they're balanced. And then, believe it or not, Porzingis is hitting 20 a game. So they're getting they're getting a lot of scoring. That is shocking, Aaron. That Porzingis is gonna is gonna sit this game out. Now, I I want to get back into these conference uh, championship games, and then even the divisional games. I I thought we saw some greatness last night in Buffalo. I feel bad for Josh Allen. I I think that game was there for the taking. You're going down there. Aaron, I think these coaches have to – maybe Josh had the right mentality. I think Allen was thinking – Score a touchdown. Now, the problem is if they score a touchdown, they only go up, what, 31-27. You still have when, – when he tried to unleash that ball down there in the end zone, there was still too much time for Mahomes. I'm not saying you don't go ahead and get the touchdown, but he didn't even get that ball close. He's got a guy open in the end zone, and they show it on, on TV on two – I don't know what he was doing. He kept trying to throw it way downfield. First of all, he had run the ball beautifully. I think he ran for over 70 yards in that game. They had no answer for him. And and they get down there on the biggest drive of the game, and he can't he, – he was trying to throw it way down the field. He, I would say Allen played well. He was not great in that game. I think Mahomes. I, I think he. I, I do think he was great running the ball, and it's always Aaron. The only player we've seen that size that runs it that well. I mean, Mahomes can run it, but he'd rather throw on the run. The other thing is Aaron that like he can do, and and then the the Chiefs do it too. I think that we they've become. Over the years, they play each other so much, they become more and more alike. That play where they're, like, running down the field, I think it was Josh Allen I saw do this yesterday, Aaron. They're, he's he's running for it, and then he stops on a dime and laterals the ball 10 yards, 10 or 15 yards to a player who then keeps running. Now, we were, we, it, was, it was difficult to see if that was a forward pass, illegal forward pass, or a true lateral. But I, it's almost like, Aaron, the, these teams watch each other so much and have played each other so much, they become more and more alike. They have two elite quarterbacks. And, I again, I'm trying to think of the last big – I mean, Lamar's Lamar. We had this conversation a little bit last week, Aaron. Lamar is so fast that the only quarterback of of kind of in our era, Aaron, we've been watching all this that you can compare Lamar to is Michael Vick. Like I, as far as just that level of athleticism and that level of speed. But man, when Allen gets going. You're like, wait, wait a second, this dude's fast. The only, like, big quarterback that's shown that kind of speed running the ball is probably Cam, Cam Newton. Am I forgetting anybody, Aaron? I, I, Herbert kind of has that when he gets out and runs, a big man that can run. 
But there's only a few guys who look like that. Um, Allen, I, I think, can do it. Herbert can do it. And certainly Cam did it. But I, I just think, Aaron, while you got to respect Kansas City, I think I think the Bills left one out there. Like, usually Kansas City, in these great games we've seen, will come back at the end and pull it out. and Unbelievable. I, I that The Kansas City defense had to kind of save that one in a lot of ways. Those teams were going back and forth, throwing haymakers, scoring, and then they kind of bogged down in the fourth quarter. And it kind of became a bit of a defensive matchup. And the only thing I would, from a coaching standpoint, I would have a problem with, I didn't understand, Aaron, why McDermott got so desperate. I guess he just thought that they were both teams were scoring so much, and he didn't think they could stop the uh, Chiefs. And he ran a fake punt, and it just wasn't. And it was DeMar Hamlin, by the way. It just didn't look right. It, it, they had too far to go, and there was too much traffic. And there was no way, even if you would have snapped it back to like a great runner, like somebody that had elusive speed, I don't think there was enough room to get that. So, to me, that was a real head-scratcher. Now, I think they either, I think they either held them to a field goal or forced a punt there. But still, it changed the field position of the game. But I thought I thought that was a strange call by Sean McDermott. But I, I you only get so many chances. I think, Aaron, we kind of think because Josh Allen's so good and because Buffalo got on a roll late in the season and they keep playing in these games, that they'll get plenty of more chances. I think you've got to be careful with that. There, there are teams we've seen that, that get to that point and think, man, we're going to be here every year now. And they're not. Like, I, I think I think the Bengals were thinking about that in recent years. Kind of like they got to that Super Bowl and they thought, oh, we're going back. We're going to go back. I think the Eagles thought that last year. I mean, we got this great quarterback. We like our, our, our young coach, Sirianni. We love our defense. We're, we're just going to keep coming back. And they didn't sniff it. They didn't sniff it. They they got they got blown off the field by Tampa, so I I, I don't I just think Aaron, how could you? Now, people will do it somehow. People will talk themselves into picking the Cowboys next year, but I I don't think you could trust the Cowboys or the Eagles going into next season, and and then I think if you're a betting person, you know if you're someone who likes to, um, you know if you like to gamble a little bit i would say anybody who in an afc title game ever bets against mahomes that's bad business that's bad business here oh man all right aaron am i am i saying good night now or are we doing a little uh are we doing a little uh 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 goodbye a little uh you know our our dismount we're gonna go and say goodbye in a couple minutes okay about two minutes oh in two minutes okay yeah yeah Producing on the All right. fly. Sorry. Cool. No, that's okay. That's okay. Because um, we, uh, for people that are just joining us, we were going to have uh, the new uh, Baylor um, offensive line coach today, and his flight got diverted at the last second. And uh, <laughs> Aaron, that's funny. I tried to joke with the my man over there, Baylor SID, 
football SID, the head SID over there, Brent Ingram. I said, no worries, just have Dave jump on real quick. And he said, he jumped, he said, Dave's sitting next to him on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we can't get Dave on either. Oh man. That's what happens. They're out on the road, man. They're recruiting, they're doing their thing. And, uh, had to fly somewhere and they landed at a different airport. So, uh, but that's good. That's good. You got to be safe. We've all had to do that at some point. One time, Aaron, I landed. Let's see if I have time to tell this story. I landed. They diverted me from Philly to Bethlehem uh, or Allentown, that airport. There's a little regional airport. And that's where I needed to be. I was la- going to Philly and going to drive to Eagles training camp. And I'm telling the plane. Because they land, and I'm like, guys, I, this is where I need to be. I don't want to go back to Philly. Can you please let me off? And I think after enough pleading, they finally let me off the plane in Bethlehem. And in, when I say Allentown, I can't say Allentown without thinking of Billy Joel in his famous, his famous song by that name. All right, uh, we got to say goodnight. Been a good one. We enjoyed it. Thank you, Bryce. And we'll get Coach Kapilovic uh, on, and we'll have a big time. We've got other coaches later this week. Thank you, Aaron. Listen to Lady Bear. Listen to the Baylor women at 7 tonight. The game is at 7.30, pregame at 7. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris. It's time for Jack of Big 12 basketball on the Monday afternoon. Modern media, Big 12.